familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. As a new mom, we often wonder how we need to eat while pregnant and after baby arrives so that we can offer the best nutrition for our baby and ourselves. Does it really matter what we put into our bodies? What does every mom need to know? Today, we are going to talk about how our body mass index impact our breastfeeding. We're here with Francesca Orlando, a board-certified holistic nutritionist. This is The Boop Group. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Leilani Wild. I'm also an IVCLC and owner of Leilani's Lactation and Doula Services. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group. If you love this show as much as we do, please tell other breastfeeding mamas about it so we can help support them as well. Don't forget to visit our website and subscribe to our newsletter for updates on new episodes. You can stay connected by downloading our free apps available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. Here's Sunny with more information on how you can get involved with our show. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, We love to hear from our listeners, and we would love for you guys to get involved with the Boop Group. There's a couple different ways you can do that. First of all, we're all over social media, so please make sure to follow us and friend us on Facebook and Twitter. We have an Instagram account, and as we're continuing with uh, today's show, I'm going to be taking some behind-the-scenes photos so you can kind of see what we're doing here in the studio. We also do something called First Five, which uh, allows us to record the first five minutes of video um, of of our interview. So if you kind of want to see what we do here in the studio, that's a great way to do that. We also have some segments that are part of the show that you may want to get involved with. Uh, One is called Ask the Experts. It's a great way if you have breastfeeding and even parenting related questions, you can submit your question to our experts and we'll have them answer it and they'll actually answer it right on the show so everyone can benefit from the answer. And uh, we have a a segment called Boob Oops, which we share our funny breastfeeding stories Those funny moments that may not be so funny when they happen, but later you just have to laugh about it. Um, Those are great segment ideas. And so if you want to participate in any of this, if you want to get involved, you can contact us through the contact link on our website. That is a great way to email us. And there's a form there that you can fill out. You can also call our voicemail at 619-866-4775 and uh, tell us your story there. So today in our studio, we have our expert, Francesca. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. I have a little bit of an accent. I'm from Rome, Italy, born and raised. I moved to uh, San Diego, 
California in 2006 when I married the love of my life, full-on American mutt, Steve. <laughs> uh, I've been a nutritionist for um, seven years. I am a holistic nutritionist, and I'm also a mom of a 16-month-old beautiful baby boy. I'm also a fuzzy mom, so I have two dogs and a cat, and I'm uh, very interested in uh, pregnancy nutrition, postnatal nutrition, raising healthy children. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Colleen. I am 30 years old. I am currently a student um, studying to become a lactation consultant. I have two children, a five-year-old daughter and a six-month-old son. That's here in the studio with us. That's right. <laughs> so you might hear them peeping. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Okay, so uh, before we start our episode today, we're going to talk all about BMI and breastfeeding. I, I thought we'd kind of lighten the mood a little bit. There was a post out um, from a blogger. I don't know if you guys have heard of the blog Carriage Before Marriage. I think that's such a catchy title. Um, Amy, who writes uh, for that website, she came out with a post. Um, she sometimes posts to Pop Sugar, and uh, this was something that I picked up from Pop Sugar, and she entitled it Things That Breastfeeding can get you out of, okay? And I thought this was really funny because we all know about the health benefits of breastfeeding. We talk about that all the time here on the Boob Group. And she says she's here to share some of the lesser known perks of breastfeeding. And that is stuff you can totally get out of because you have to breastfeed your baby. And I just thought some of these were so funny. And uh, I, I am so guilty of some of this stuff. Uh, one of the things she said is bedtime routine for the older kids. She says she is a preschooler and uh, that, that it just takes forever forever for her child to get to sleep and so um, sometimes you may have to escape you know to go do some breastfeeding you know you can get out of the routine for the older kids when they're just driving you crazy um, she also says the dishes and I would I would probably just broaden that to say any kind of household chore you don't want to do um, I think that you know you could probably get out of it by uh, saying oh I'm just gonna sneak off to decide to pump or oh I think the baby's calling me I think I need the baby and she says making small talk this is probably one of my favorites and I swear I have totally done this. And that is when, you know, someone's trying to make small talk with you. And, you know, you're just like, um, I'm going to go escape. I have to, you know, I got to go breastfeed my baby. You know, uh, if you want to leave a party early or I've done it on the phone. Has anyone done that on the phone? You've been breastfeeding and it's like, oh, baby's calling. Got to oh, go. Baby's calling. <laughs> or poking the baby. So the <laughs> yeah, baby makes a noise. Makes some noise. So Come I can't on. get off this phone call. Um, and then she also says listening to solicitors. So if like someone comes to your door she says the best way to get them to like leave your steps immediately is to have a fussy baby in your arms 
We have a sign that says, baby sleeping. You wake the baby, you rock the baby back to sleep. <laughs> Nobody ever rings No one the ever bell. knocks on the door. Ever. <laughs> yeah, so those are some of the things. Um, she mentions more things on her post, but I thought I'd uh, kind of give a shout out to it because it's just so funny, you know. Um, there are some definite perks to breastfeeding besides the nutritional and the more serious stuff we talk about. So, um, again, it's Carriage Before Marriage, and uh, it's written by Amy. So check it out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on The Boo Group, we're discussing how BMI impacts breastfeeding. Our expert, Francesca Orlando, is a board-certified holistic nutritionist here in San Diego, California. Thank you for joining us, Francesca. Thank you for having me. Welcome to our show. Francesca, how important is it to eat right when we are pregnant? Extremely important. I'm going to say we usually think, oh, she has a very healthy diet because her hair and nails look so good. Well, actually, every single cell of the body Every hormone, every neurotransmitter is made out of what we eat. If we eat a healthy diet, we will have a healthy body. If we don't eat a healthy diet, we won't have a healthy body. Same thing with pregnancy. A healthy moms who eat right and exercise during pregnancy have beautifully healthy baby. And moms who eat junk food will have babies that are less healthy, you know, colicky, fussy, uh, babies who have food intolerances and food allergies and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we impact everything from the skeletal system to uh, the, the mouth and teeth. So it's very because, interesting. Because your nutrition does impact, because the, the body is changing and growing, right, with that baby inside. Exactly. So you need to protect that baby. Exactly. If we do not eat right, uh, the fetus will take what it can from the mom's reserves depleting us and that's why there's you know uh we used to space children two three four years apart just to allow the body to replenish all the nutrients that were gonna be uh utilized during pregnancy it's a practice that has long been lost unfortunately and that's why we see second kids and third kids who need braces uh, who have narrower faces than the first kids just because they have uh, a uh, less of a uh, nutrient source from the mom that they can utilize upon when the mother is pregnant with them. Mm, interesting. I didn't even know that. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. Well, I'm glad you're here because we have a lot of good questions for you. Awesome. So is there a balance of nutrition that we should be looking for? What does balance mean? Well, really? You know, you think about and you read about, well, how much protein, how much calcium, how much fruit, how much vegetable, those kinds of things. So I'm going to say uh, we need to strive to achieve balance quote-unquote through I want to say a five to seven day span and not try to be perfect every day uh, because that usually gets us in trouble Uh, we are unfortunately uh, bombarded with the wrong nutritional advice when it comes to pregnancy probably when it comes to every stage of life we are now told to put uh, women who are in childbearing age or even pregnant on a low-fat diet to avoid that they gain too much weight, uh, which unfortunately is uh, wrong advice. It's it's 
harmful advice, if you ask me, because the, the, the developing fetus and the pregnant mother needs plenty of healthy fatty acids and fat-soluble vitamins in order to build a healthy baby without having to tap onto her own reserves in terms of calcium stores and vitamin D stores and so on and so forth. If we look at traditional tribes, that were studies during the 1900s and the, uh, the, the 20th and the 21st century, what we see in those um, populations that are virtually free from disease, who have beautiful, uh, healthy babies and beautiful, healthy adults. Uh, we talk about populations spanning from the Inuit in Alaska to the Masahi in Africa to Peruvian populations and uh, Swiss villagers. What we find is a, a variation of the diet. Diets that go from an 80% fat diet to a 60% carbohydrate diet. So there is not a one diet that is good for everyone. It's all based and dependent upon our genes, where we live, what the territory, what the land provides us with in terms of veggies, in terms of fowl, in terms of fish, in terms of animals, husbandry, um, our genetic predisposition to be able to uh, metabolize, see, digest and assimilate and utilize certain compounds versus others, and also the type of physical activity that we do. So there isn't a formula that's written in stone. I could tell you, oh, we need X amount of proteins and X amount of fats, but I can't because it really depends on where we are, what we do, and where we come from. Now, what I can tell you is that we definitely need uh, more proteins during pregnancy than we do uh, during any other stage of life, apart from, you know, a growing child, that's just because uh, proteins are the building blocks of the body. So we need almost a double the amount of protein that we would need uh, in a non-pregnant stage to build a healthy baby. But we also need a host, a host, a host of fatty acids for healthy cell membranes, healthy hormones and healthy neurotransmitters. We need uh, fatty acids and fat soluble vitamins to uh, create the baby's brain, uh, the baby's neurological system, the baby's skeletal system. So the, the common advice of uh, following a low-fat diet and utilizing fat-free dairy food, uh, um, uh, 11 servings of, of low-fat grains, and so on and so forth, it's actually a counterproductive one. Colleen, did you put much importance in the way you ate when you were pregnant? When I was pregnant, I definitely cleaned up my diet more than, say, when I was not pregnant. Um, I made sure I ate more vegetables because I'm not always very good at that. Or I made sure I didn't eat fried foods as often or just little changes like that. I don't I won't say it was super dramatic because I had was really sick both pregnancies very early on and it got to the point where the doctor said, if all you can eat is McDonald's chicken nuggets, you need to be eating McDonald's chicken nuggets. But um, after the morning sickness and stuff passed, it w I was definitely a lot more aware of what I was putting in my body versus not caring so much if there's not another person growing inside of me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Francesca, does it make a difference what our BMI is, body mass index? It really doesn't. It, unfortunately, the BMI is one of those measurements that conventional nutrition 
uh, dietetics utilizes, but it really is no indicator of health or lack of thereof. There, you can take your average athlete, your average sprinter, or your average weightlifter, who by the BMI will be overweight, if not obese, just because they have significant muscle mass. And then you can you can have your uh, average, what we call skinny fat. So a person who has uh, the right BMI as per the, the conventional wisdom, but they have uh, a non-favorable composition of fat tissue versus muscle tissue. So they have very little mass, they're pudgy, they have more fat, but because they weigh less, than a fit person, they will be okay BMI-wise compared to the athlete that I mentioned before that could be overweight. What really is important in terms of health or lack of thereof when we are pregnant and when we are breastfeeding is our hormones. Insulin resistance and diabetes is and, and other metabolic diseases like polycystic ovaries, for example, which do stem uh, or do have a component that uh, is linked to body weight, if if okay. if I make sense. Those usually are the diseases that we need to watch out when a woman decides to get pregnant because they can cause infertility, uh, they can cause uh, hybrid pregnancies, especially if the woman has type two diabetes uh, and it's on medication. She's on medication, or of course, uh, type one diabetes, which is an autoimmune type disease. And then insulin resistance and diabetes are also linked to lower milk production later when the baby comes. So those are more of the numbers that I want to look at when I work with a pregnant woman, and not just a BMI. Of course, if somebody comes to me and she's already overweight. I will try to make sure that she doesn't gain a disproportionate amount of weight. But here's the thing. If the woman gains weight on a super healthy diet, I'm going to say go for it because you're nourishing yourself and you're you're nourishing your baby. And probably she's nourishing herself in a way that she's never done before. Because as we know, being overweight is is a sign of uh, this is also a sign of malnutrition. The number of calories that we eat doesn't necessarily mean that we're eating good nutrients. A lot of people who are overweight or obese are starved for essential nutrients. So I would rather somebody put some more weight eating the right diet than they starve themselves with celery stick and you know water so that they do not gain more than the 20 pounds that their OBGYN recommended. Mm-hmm. It, it, there is a lot of uh, misinformation and it's really great to have you here to help us understand better what it is that we need to do for our bodies and for our babies. Absolutely. When we come back, we will discuss with Francesca how to feed your body correctly with good nutrition and balance it out with exercise when it comes to breastfeeding and beyond. We will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Francesca Orlando, a board-certified holistic nutritionist, and we're discussing how BMI, or lack of, right, how it impacts our breastfeeding experience. Francesca, how do we choose the right food? When we are a breastfeeding mother? Yes, when we're breastfeeding. So 
There are no studies in the human model that show that breast milk composition changes according to diet. Unfortunately, or luckily, we do not conduct experiments on pregnant and breastfeeding moms. But there are plenty of studies in the animal models that show us that what the animal ate before being milked will change the composition of the breast milk. Uh, also, the stress to which the animal is put under and the living conditions will change, will, 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 will be the difference between a, a healthy cup of milk and a less optimal uh, white beverage. Let, let's put it this way. So uh, definitely uh, knowing that whatever we eat is going to pass through the breast milk to our babies and knowing that everything we eat will influence whether our baby is healthy or not, it's very important that we continue following healthy guidelines, not only for the nine months of pregnancy, actually 10 months, 40 weeks, but also until we wean our babies. And hopefully we will have established healthy eating habits, uh, eating habits that will be with us until the rest of our days. So definitely things to be cognizant of. Trans fatty acids and all sorts of man-made fats are very harmful for our own health, but also for babies' health. Uh, anything that is processed and has uh, colorings and dyes and preservatives, uh, are, we are a living experiment. The food supply that we have right now that we've been eating in the past 60, 70 years is something that is totally new in humankind. So we, let's say our um, evolution is about a mile, okay? So for a mile, we have been eating real foods, foods that have no packages, foods that have no labels, foods that don't scream, hey, eat me, I'm low fat, I'm low sugar, I'm low this, I'm high that, right? And then for one meter, for 30 inches, okay, of history, we've been eating Twinkies, and we've been eating uh, Nestle, and we've been eating Monsanto, we've been eating GMOs, and we've been eating processed soy, okay? So the way those foods act upon our bodies has not been studied yet. But we know that they're harmful because of the rise in cancer. They're harmful because of the rise in uh, metabolic diseases, syndrome X, diabetes. I think the statistics say that about 20% of children before the age of six are now on uh, an SSRI, so a serotonin uh, reuptake inhibitor, which is Prozac, uh, antidepressant. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. When in the history of mankind have we have children who were depressed to the point of needing medication? If I had the blues, my mom would be kicking me out of the house and say, go play in the sun, go get some physical exercise, and then eat an apple, and I'll see you at dinner. I'm going to say when it comes to nutrition, what we know from science is that um, healthy nutrients do not come out of a box. Healthy foods don't scream. Healthy foods are not fortified because real foods, the way nature intended, all already come with a host of nature-made minerals and vitamins. They are not stripped, refined, processed, and then uh, enriched with a handful of <laughs> synthetic vitamins and minerals. Here's, here's the issue. Try to eat foods the way nature intended, and you can never go wrong. So in order to do that, I mean, are we looking for ingredients that we are cooking ourselves, ingredients that have maybe two or three actual things that we know what they are, you know, description-wise? The word ingredient is the key. When cooking for my family, when shopping for my family, I follow the perimeter of the supermarket. 
And as I was saying before, real food has no label. So I will buy the produce, I will buy the fruit, I will buy the protein in form of fish and meat, and uh, some cured uh, salami, because I'm from Italy, and maybe some prosciutto and mozzarella, and that's what we eat in my house, okay? When you venture in the inner aisles of the supermarket, and you decide to buy something that's coming out of a box, my advice to you, well, my wish would be that you don't do that. But if you decide to do that, because, you know, it's sometimes convenience needs to also be honored. Uh, I would like you to look for something that has less than five ingredients, very low amounts of sugar. So 10 or less grams of sugar. And uh, I, I would really love for you to be able to pronounce every ingredient that is in the label. And know what it is. And know what it is. <laughs> and if you can't pronounce it, it should not be on your body. Colleen, were you aware of the type of food or, or the quality of food that you should be eating? I actually was aware of like shopping the perimeter of the grocery store and stuff because my whole life I have struggled with maintaining healthy weights and have made efforts to try to eat healthier. Sometimes I succeed more than others, but those are all tips that have been given to me in the past. Do you find it hard to keep up with that kind of lifestyle, especially with breastfeeding your baby out of the convenience sake? Out of convenience sake, it was a little harder um, to do it, but I actually find it easier to do when I'm pregnant or breastfeeding because it's about more than just me. Whereas if it's just me, it's not so much. I'm just like, well, this is easier. I'll be okay. But that's not a chance I'm as likely to take with my kids. <laughs> right. It's, it's amazing when we become parents, the value that we put ahead of us, our children, instead of ourselves, our personal selves. How about keeping your body physically fit? During pregnancy? Uh, and after. In life or breastfeeding or yes. everything. So I think that we were not made to run marathons. Uh, I think that we were made to walk long distances and sprint short distances, carry heavy weights, we would kill the mammoth and drag it all the way back to the camp. So I'm a big fan of high intensity in interval training when it comes to working out. And uh, when I'm being uh, a, little bit, a little bit more on the lazy side, I'm a big fan of walking. I'm also from Europe and we walk everywhere. The way it's the most natural to you, even doing chores, taking the elevator, parking far away from the mall. We really don't have to become rut gyms, even though I'm not saying that the gym is bad. Actually, it's helpful for the endorphins. It's helpful for the cardiovascular system. Just don't take it too far. We've, we've all seen it. The people on the treadmill and the people on the Stairmaster being at the gym judiciously day in and day out and always being at the same, at the same weight or of the same shape. And that is because when it comes to body shape and body weight, diet is 80% and exercise is 20%. So we got to keep that in mind. We must prevent us from overdoing it. And Colleen, what about you? Have you put any uh, emphasis on exercise for your for your baby and yourself? Not as much as I would like to. Um, life has been very crazy <laughs> since he's been born. And so this time around, exercise has not been as much of a part of our life as we would like. We have made a point since my daughter started kindergarten to 
when it's not 107 degrees outside, walk to her school, which is about three quarters of a mile, and then walk home with her. Um, Usually we do it in the morning because it's been too hot in the afternoon, but that's just a little thing. It's really not that far. The baby loves to be in the stroller. And by the time we get home, Catherine's like, my my shoes are full of sand. Why did we have to walk? And I'm like, it's good for you. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. And is there anything about like uh, over-exercising that could affect your milk supply? Or is there a certain time that you should be, if you're thinking about, will it impact your breastfeeding or change the flavor or I mean you hear all these people making excuses right like earlier (laughs) excuses of why we have to breastfeed or we can't do that because we're breastfeeding is there any any information in regards to that I'm gonna say too high of an expenditure of calorie will dip your milk supply so the the good thing about nature is that she always knows best and that is why we do not lose the baby weight once the baby come and actually there's a lot of moms who will hold on hold on to the last 10 15 20 pounds right until the day they they their babies win or they win their babies and then they will lose it all at once that is nature's way of ensuring that in uh in times of famine the mother's body will be still able to produce a healthy fat rich milk for the baby to guarantee baby's growth baby's development and of course baby's survival Okay, so definitely any exercise regimen that is targeted at losing the baby weight and fitting into our pre-pregnancy genes two days after we've given birth will negatively impact milk supply. As for the time, I'm going to say the best time that works for you is the best time to exercise. Of course, if you exercise right before bed and then you have a hard time winding down. It's because you pushed it too hard. But for a lot of people who have a hard time falling asleep, and we're not talking about babies keeping you up, uh, usually doing some light exercise before bed stimulates endorphin production. So it will help you rest better. Um, Honestly, going through pregnancy and childbirth is a marathon on its own. So I think that we should honor what our body has been able to do building up a new life and we should really take a break from exercising or you know that it's not simply walking and you know lifting groceries and lifting your baby because we need to recover our bodies need time to heal from pregnancy the hormones are a mess if you had a vaginal birth your body may be (laughs) Uh, uh, went through a huge amount of trauma and so the babies if you had a c-section your body went through a major surgery that you need to recover from so I what I want my uh, new moms to understand is that this is not a race for who fits first into their pre-pregnancy genes this is a time to be in bed and sleep when your baby sleeps and letting your your village nourish you and your baby letting other people come in and help letting other people come in and do chores and cook for you and clean for you so that all you have to do is lay in bed for as long as you want to be with your baby and you know heal from this huge accomplishment that your body was able to make Right. That's good advice. Thank you so much, Francesca, and our panelists for helping us all better understand the value of eating right when it comes to breastfeeding and beyond. And for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of this show. 
as Francesca will talk about her own personal experience of learning how to eat right when breastfeeding her son. For more information about our boob group club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, so it's time for a segment we call Mama Hacks. And it's where you guys submit your your hacks when it comes to uh, breastfeeding and pumping. Just little nuggets of information that can help other mamas out there who might be going through the same thing. And uh, this comes from Ashley Williamson. She posted this on our Facebook page. She says, record baby nursing on your phone and watch the video while pumping. So um, I have heard of this before. I've actually heard, you know, you can take still images of your baby too, especially moms, you know, that, you know, are at work and are trying to, maybe you only have a short period of, of, of time that you can pump, you know, you were able to sneak away or whatever to pump. Um, but if you look at photos of your baby, I think video is great. That may even make it more realistic. Leilani, what do you, what do you think well, of that? Actually, because it stimulates um, an action. So if you hear your baby crying, oh, right, or yeah. you hear your baby suckling, it's a good visual because pumping is part of it is a visual for you because right. some people have a hard time letting down yeah. the, the milk releasing yeah. and so that is really helpful it's good training oh gosh I didn't even think about the sound mm-hmm. of it too and especially when you're kind of breastfeeding in the very beginning it doesn't happen to me so much now because it's been almost two years but like in the beginning I felt like if I heard any baby cry I was oh yeah you start leaking yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah I didn't think about that but yeah the sounds probably have a lot to do with it too so Ashley thanks so much for sending this in That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Postpartum Moms During Baby's First Year, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Infants and Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents with Multiples. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health, or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. 
Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.